Hey girl, hey! Welcome to the Absolutely You podcast, a space that focuses on all things self-love and personal development to inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. I'm your host, Pearl Nasirembe, content creator and wellness enthusiast living in Montreal, Canada. For more information, follow us on Instagram at absolutelyyou underscore podcast or email us on absolutelyyou.podcast at gmail.com. Hello, my loves. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to yet another episode. I am so grateful that you're here. You could have been doing anything, but you chose to tap in and spend a few moments with me. And for that, I am truly grateful. We have grown considerably too since we launched this podcast. So for all my new subscribers, welcome to the chat. I am so happy to have you and I hope you stay a while. Yo, last week stressed me out, okay? I had an episode planned out to air for February 14th, which was Love Day. And it was such a good episode. I was so proud of it. However, when I posted it, I realized it did not have any audio, so I had to quickly take it down. Um, I'm not sure what happened or whether or not I did something that played with the audio. I'm, I'm really not sure. It bummed me out so much. I was so stressed because I was getting so frustrated not being able to have it air as scheduled. But it was also a learning opportunity for me, you know, learning to let go of that which I cannot control, which is perfect actually for our topic today, how to allow the flow of life to happen naturally and finding our peace, right? Just letting things flow. Let it, let it flow. This past week, I felt myself getting anxious about my technical issues. I put a lot of pressure on myself and my craft, right? I am still a recovering perfectionist, so when things do not go according to plan, my anxiety goes through the roof. It is still something I'm working on, and I had to literally take a moment and regroup. There will be days when things just happen that are beyond your control. And if you're like me, then you know that it can quickly consume you if you do not get on top of it and healthily process what is happening. As I have grown in my emotional maturity, I have realized that my mental health is entirely my control. I control it by giving myself the time to ask myself questions and give myself time to listen. No one talks about what happens when we do not let things flow. And no one talks about what letting things flow actually means. Like what actions should I take to ensure that I'm actually in flow in my life? So for today, I'm here to tell you why it's essential to allow the flow to move through you and why you shouldn't do anything to block that flow from happening. I was studying um, this concept of flow and stumbled upon Lao Tzu. I hope I'm saying his name right. He was an ancient Chinese philosopher and writer. He was known to be the founder of Taoism. Now, Taoism is a philosophy that teaches the life of ease and flow. The word Tao in itself translates to path or principle or way. 
Flow is about living your life with little force or resistance, allowing life to happen while making a conscious decision about what's ahead. So I found six ways to be in flow with your life that resonated deeply with me, and I hope they do the same for you. So grab your pen and your paper. That's right. (laughs) Number one is let go of your ego. I always thought someone who had an ego was self-absorbed and narcissistic. And this is true in a sense, but a big ego can also be found in the quietest, shyest person in the room. Mostly because this person has such a high image of themselves in their mind that they do not want to look foolish in front of anyone if this image image is not attained. Feeling inferior or superior are all signs of ego. This ego is what creates our personality or our personal reality. It reinforces the feeling of separation from others and strengthens the stories we have about ourselves. It is in our name. Ego is in our job titles. It is in our interests, in our marital status, how many kids we have, how much money we have. The thing about ego is that it's never satisfied. It's always hungry for more. It is the reason you feel anxious about the future and depressed about the past. The best way to know you are being controlled by ego is when you need something outside of yourself to feel good. And after the excitement of getting it wears off, you realize it actually wasn't enough to satisfy you because you still feel empty. Somebody who desires, say, 10 million today, you will get the 10 million and tomorrow you'll desire 50. You get 50, the next day you'll desire 100 million. It is never enough. Your ego is never satisfied. So you continue on your mission of searching for happiness as if it's a destination, a place outside yourself. So how then do we remain in the flow? We remain in the flow by remaining present. It's okay to have big dreams to pursue and goals to achieve. We must be mindful though not to get too attached to the ideas or identities we create. Because when we are attached to something, we hold on to it. And holding on to something ever so tightly means we are operating from a place of resistance and scarcity. When we allow ease and flow into our lives, whatever comes, comes, and whatever goes, goes. That's just how it works. When the ego dies and we all allow for life to just flow, we then realize that things align that much more easily and in abundance. Number two is to be humble. The other day, my sister, my daughter, and I went for this high tea experience at the Ritz Hotel here in Montreal. It was so beautiful. Shout out to the Ritz Carlton for that experience because I want to do it again. So anyway, they begin serving us and they bring these little trinkets like little sandwiches and sweet treats and you know, the tea and the champagne, it was all so, it was so pretty. And immediately my daughter gets up and reaches for the sweets. So I had to stop her and tell her to settle down and wait. But she's a kid. She's eight. She's excited. She sees sweets and that's it. She's seeing all these cute things and she wants them now. You know, the urgency that children have. It is now or never. So I sat her down and told her it's okay to want what you want, but you know what's better? Patience. 
knowing that the sweet treats are right in front of you and not going anywhere. Knowing that whether you jump on having the treat right away or waiting it out, you will still get the treat. Which was a great teaching moment on humility. In the Bible, the reason the story of David and Goliath survives is not simply because it's the tale of the underdog, which we all love. It survives because it's an interplay between the traits and virtues every person must wrestle with in their own way, where we ask ourselves, where does my confidence come from? What does it mean to be humble? How can I avoid the dangers of ego? The answer is often obvious when we look. It's that we need confidence or we are weak and afraid, or that we need to be wary of ego, not to be greedy or obnoxious because it makes us vulnerable and self-destructive. But most of all, we need humility to guide and direct us. It is these three variables, confidence, humility, and ego, that are in constant flux and flow with each other, which then brings us success and honor when they are in balance. And on the flip side, pain, suffering, and disaster when they are not. Number three is let go of your desire to rush things. Sometimes, and I'm speaking to myself here, our anxiety comes from not feeling that we are behind as much as feeling that we are rushing through the course of our lives, trying to force everything to manifest immediately. Beautiful things take time. This is something I have to constantly remind myself of. Your life takes time. Healing takes time. Are you anxious because you think you're failing or are you anxious because you think you won't be able to succeed immediately? The turning point of your life will be the day you decide you're willing to keep working at your goals no matter how long it takes to achieve them. It is the day you're willing to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes. It is the moment you realize you feel free enough to keep working at your future, no matter if it takes you 10 months or 10 years to arrive. Your life takes off when you care more about making progress than achieving perfection. What if instead of trying to push and pressure and force yourself to get where you want to be as quickly as you can, you decide what your goal is and then commit to working on it every day for as long as it takes for you to get there. Your steps will guide you there. Stop rushing the timing of your life. I wish you could just lean into that. And I'm like, I literally have a mirror in front of me and I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> Stop rushing the timing of your life. You do not have to achieve everything you've ever dreamt of this year. You only have to decide what direction you want to head and start walking towards it. Then take solace in the fact that you have done what you could. You've done everything you could without sacrificing your mind and the quality of your life. And then just let it go. Let it flow. Easier said than done, right? <laughs> Number four is embracing change. Living means to be in a state of constant change. This we all know, right? We are constantly growing, constantly evolving. There is nothing that remains the same every single day. I think we fight change because we've been told that change is scary, that change is difficult, that change hurts. We've learned that sometimes it's easier to stay in one place and accept rather than to do or say something different than to move, than to become something else. Change is scary. There is no doubt about it. Diving in 
into the unknown is an unsettling feeling, but we all have to do it at one point in time. We all have to eventually build up enough courage to take that leap, to make that adjustment in our lives because something is lacking. It is kind of like the change that a caterpillar goes through. The caterpillar creates its cocoon, right? And it feels warm and safe, but eventually it's time for the caterpillar to come out of its shell and morph into the beautiful butterfly it was always meant to be. This transformation is scary. It is dark. And it is this way because why would one want to leave the safeness of its cocoon to enter a new world, a new life? Why would anyone do that? And it's hard for the caterpillar to leave. It's difficult to break free. But once it does, it's now a beautiful butterfly. So think about it. Would you rather stay in the comfort of always being a caterpillar or have enough courage to blossom into the beautiful butterfly you were always meant to be? No one ever willingly wants to experience change. No one wakes up in the morning wanting to, you know, flip their whole life upside down. But sometimes it's needed. Sometimes you need to let go of everything you've ever known to start living the life you're meant to lead. It's your turn to transition from the caterpillar to the butterfly. Five is be content with little. The Chinese philosopher wrote, be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize there is nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. Inner peace and harmony is difficult to attain when we are not operating from a place of contentment, which is why practicing gratitude is so important. It's not always easy to be grateful or even optimistic. It's very easy to be pessimistic, to look at the world around you and remain in a place of despair, to constantly focus on the things we lack. That is easy. I challenge you to wake up in the morning and be grateful for a new day. Be grateful that it will bring you new love, new joy. Uh, it will bring you doors that lead you to new opportunities. Be grateful for the support system in your life, your family, your friends. Just remain present and be thankful for all that you have. And number six, it is to accept your flaws. When you learn to accept your flaws, you learn how to be happy with who you are now until you get to where you want to be. You do not compare yourself to those ahead of you and feel insecure about yourself and your accomplishments. The beauty of learning to accept your flaws is that it takes away the pressure to impress people or always trying to measure up to someone. When you learn to accept your flaws, you attract people who accept them too. You find people who do not make you feel like you need to change who you are. You find people who appreciate the fact that you're a little weird, you know, you're a little messy, you're a little bizarre, <laughs> but they love you anyway. I love knowing that every day as I go about my daily work, there is a flow of the spirit of God in me to empower me, to enable me, and to provide for me. I am constantly learning to be patient with myself, especially when things do not go my way. I'm learning to take it easy on myself and my plans. I'm learning to be kind to myself when I fail or slip up 
and patient enough to make my dreams come true. I'm learning to stop trying so hard to control my life. I'm learning that it is okay if I do not have all the answers or if I'm not where I want to be. I'm learning that I won't always get what I want, but God will always give me what I need. And that that is the sweetest spot, you know? <laughs> Just leaning in and knowing that God always has you in mind and will provide for your every need. I'm learning to look at life as I would a person. A person who is also trying to figure it out. A person who is flawed and a person who wants to be better on most days but falls short on other days, just like everyone else. I'm learning to let things flow. And that's all for today's episode. If you love the Absolutely You podcast, be sure to give us a rating and review on whatever platform you prefer. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And I look forward to connecting with you next Tuesday. I hope you have the best day or night, wherever you are. Take care and speak soon.